Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast. And I'm here with uh, Mr. John Sheffis, um, and I'm super excited because uh, this is another interview coming to you from the ESA conference in Denver, Colorado. So welcome to the welcome to the show, John. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to have you. So uh, let's just go go ahead and get started. Uh, where did you originally get interested in entomology, and uh, what was your early life schooling like? So um, I I originally got into entomology uh, really young. Um, okay. I started my first like official collection when I was eight years old with scientific wow. names and everything like that. But it really stemmed from me being interested in nature and us not having a big backyard. Yeah. And so the only thing I had access to was the wonderful world of insects, um, you know, turning over rocks, planting butterfly bushes and trying to attract different uh, insect species to the yard. Um, and that's where yeah. it, where it really got started. And, you know, now I'm trying to make a career out of it. Um, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. All right. So, um, so what was your, uh, early life schooling like? Did you have any, uh, mentors or entomology training at all? You know, there's not a whole lot out there, but, yeah, sure. um, in, in elementary and high school and middle school. So I was homeschooled, um, all the way through up until the end of high school. Wow. Um, and I did my County 4-H club and that's where I really started getting into insects. Uh, I was, I was really fortunate to have one of the doctors at the University of Maryland uh, be in, in the club. Oh, wow. And so I could, and he's actually here today. Got to see him after you know, awesome. 12 years, which is awesome. Wow, that's awesome. Um, but so he was a big influence. Uh, there were a couple other parents who, who had previous collecting experience. Um, so they really mentored me coming up through uh, my 4-H experience. Um, so I did have a couple people around that, that did help and push me towards, towards this. And um, very, very happy that they were in my life because I don't think I would have realized that it was, that I a could career. study this yeah. um, if they didn't tell, you know, 10-year-old me that I should keep going out and collecting insects. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, so what, what, um, what was your uh, later uh, schooling like? Have you, are you in college? Have you graduated? What's, what's the situation there? So I went to, um, I went to the Catholic University of America in DC for okay. my undergrad and I got a degree in biology. I wanted something safe, mm. um, you know, something that was stable that I knew I could get a job, but the goal was always studying entomology. entomology. Yeah. Uh, so last year I got the honor to be accepted into the graduate program at Virginia Tech, okay. uh, where I've been uh, working towards a master's. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm focusing on row crops and specifically cotton and cotton pests. And uh, it's been an absolute blast. And uh, it's definitely, definitely where I was supposed to end up. Very cool. Yeah, very good. Um, all right. So you, this interest in entomology stemmed from a very young age of just interest in um, your backyard and whatnot. 
and that's the same with a lot of people. Um, so I always love to hear the different paths that everyone has. Sometimes it's later in life, all that. Um, so that's always really cool to hear. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit more about some of the research you did. Yeah, sure. Um, so you mentioned uh, cotton pests. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to the viewers exactly what your research included and what it meant? Yeah, so um, right now we have a new pest in cotton. And the wild thing is is that it's been here the whole time. It's native to wow. North America. It feeds on over half of the plants that grow in North America. So it's always had a chance to be well known. Mm. But this little insect called the tarnished plant bug, all of a sudden, you would never hear about it. And then all of a sudden, in the mid to late 2000s, it absolutely exploded in population. And now we have it literally everywhere, <laughs> at least in Virginia. Um, but it's a big cotton pest throughout the United States. Um, and so now we're just, we're, we're trying to learn for the first time how to combat this. Um, and trying to, you know, we know sprays work, but you know, there are better options out there than just yeah. spraying. So, you know, we, we just, we don't know too much about it. And so we're trying to expand our knowledge so that uh, people who grow cotton can conti- continue and, and have better success. Very cool. So did you draw any conclusions about, you know, what is the most effective way to treat against these pests or um, are you still working on that really? So I'm still working on that. Right now I'm looking at their behavior. So okay. I'm I'm looking at how they hibernate and how what they hibernate on affects when they break their hibernation. Okay. So our goal is to... Uh, reduce the amount of generations that they have over the summer. So in Virginia, we can have around four to six generations of our insect. Mm. And so if we can delay that hibernation break, then maybe we push it down to three generations. And that means that there's going to be less uh, less plant bugs that are possible to get to our cotton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so their, their diapause is very much dependent on temperature, which we can't control, but yeah. it's also dependent on if there's a nutrition source available. Mm-hmm. And so the earlier and the more nutritious uh, source shows up, the more likely they're, uh, they're going to break diapause early. So Got we're it. trying to not allow them to break diapause early, not I allow see. them to break hibernation early. Yeah, so do you guys have any idea what caused us? It's a spike in population that's the issue, right? Yes, yes, so it is. Have you found any reason as to why that could be? Or I know sometimes you just, we can't figure out the reason why a certain population either decreases or declines, but have you found any reason for that or at all? Yeah, so there, there are a couple theories. Um, we think that they used to be controlled by the sprays that we used to. Uh, use against other insects. Um, In cotton, we have to combat, or we used to have to combat the uh, boll weevil, Mm -hmm. which has now been eradicated in most places of the United States. It was originally from from Mexico, and it came up and destroyed our cotton crops, and we were able to fight it back down to Mexico. Um, We also had the boll worm was a big issue in cotton. It would eat the the bowl of the cotton before uh, we could get the lint out of it. Got it. And um, 
and we switched from using pesticides to control those to using uh, BT cotton. Um, so that way we don't have to spray the cotton and the, uh, the bullworm will, will die from the different uh, strains of genetic material that we put in the cotton, right? Interesting. So now there's nothing else or we're not, we didn't, we stopped spraying. Um, yeah. And we didn't know that these things were even present or we were killing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we think that the lack of spray for, for so long and then the lack of other pests being on the cotton was a big draw to, to them exploding population. So all of a sudden there was, there was food available and it was no longer toxic. Got uh, it. Yeah, and that's why you said they're new but not new. Yeah. Is because they've always been there, but we've been controlling them with pesticides, and now we're not. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, we've we've result we've reverted back to, to controlling them with pesticides again. Oh, okay. Because we don't have answers because they were never an issue before. I see. So there was a couple of years where we weren't spraying our cotton very much with pesticides because we didn't have to because we had mm-hmm. taken care of all the problems. And that was a couple glorious years. And, um, you know, that's not how the ecosystem works all the time is when Got there's it. when there's a, a food source available, somebody's going to make... Uh, be advantageous and gonna start yeah. eating it. Yeah, very interesting. So, um, so that's what you did for your undergrad, right? No, this is my grad. Oh, my grad. okay. Uh, yeah. Undergrad, I, I did some research in yeast um, okay. because there was. It's completely different. Um, I did research in yeast, and I looked at a specific drug transporter uh, in the yeast that's very similar to. Uh, drug transporting genes that we have in humans. Um, so these transporters are on cells and they work to move toxic drugs out of your cells, out of your body. Um, and so we are still trying to um, we are still trying to figure out what shape and like how the how the transporter works. Okay. Um, so we were we were trying to figure out how it how it transported the drug out and didn't accidentally transport it back in. Got it. Yep. Okay. Well, very cool. Um, so so what is your both in entomology and just in general? Mm-hmm. Do you have any like? inspirations as to why um like inspiring who do you look up to who's your inspiration uh this can be in the world of entomology or just in general um i wouldn't say anyone was particularly was uh my inspiration necessarily i will say that I have had fantastic mentors in my undergrad and even now in my graduate uh career um that I, I look up to them a lot and I've, I've used them a lot and used them as resources mm-hmm. to, to expand my learning and, and to understand the world better. Um, so I think, I think they've definitely had the biggest impact and influence on me. There's nobody out there who, you know, like in history who I've been like, I want to be like them necessarily. Yeah. It's just been my own curiosity. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blessing to have people in my life who who have helped me on my path to, to learning about insects. Very cool. All right, so um, what are some other hobbies that you enjoy to go to in your spare time 
to both get get away from your your school and uh, this can sometimes entomology can sneak their way into our into our free time and into our hobbies but um, they might be a little bit related to entomology and maybe not at all. Really, what do you go to to get away? Um, something that I always loved doing uh, when I was growing up was my dad worked for NASA. Uh, wow. So we like to build model rockets and shoot them off. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but there's also definitely, you know, you're allowed to, to shoot off insects. So, you know, we would have little payloads of insects uh, and we would, <laughs> we would shoot off grasshoppers or ants and then once they came back down to earth we would see how they were doing and um you know if they acted differently or anything like that uh, and it's you know we're we're currently doing studies like that in space so it's really cool um, that's pretty cool yeah uh and then outside of you know the insect world i've, I've loved sports watching sports playing if i could mm-hmm. um being outside hiking i mean this was insects was was a uh, also very much a product of me just wanting to be outside oh yeah um so yeah you know if i can be outside and sitting walking doing something like that i yeah. i don't care i'm just happy you know that's so. awesome <laughs> yeah very cool all right so uh what are your plans for the future do you have any uh any other things you're looking into looking into any other research you want to do moving forward uh, do you have any other plans for the future um, well just in my my graduate degree uh, we've been looking at tarnished plant bug activity and how if you catch them on different things they act differently and so looking more into the behavior of them um, but outside of once I graduate and and have my degree, uh, I'm really open to, to whatever. I just want to work with insects. That's Got that's it. the main goal. And if it's in um, if it's in crops, then I would be very happy. If it's in the woods and doing things in the forest, I would be totally happy with that. Um, just as long as I'm outside yeah. and and dealing with insects on the daily, I'll be I'll be totally content. <laughs> very cool. Alrighty, so uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up. If you're if you're okay, did you want to talk about anything else? No, this has been awesome. All Thank right, you so awesome. much for having me, Brandon. Yeah. So. Uh, so lastly, uh, I wanted to I wanted you to tell the viewers where they can go to um, follow you if you have a website or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that well, um, that they can follow your work on. Well, I can um, if anybody would like to contact me, uh, you can email me at john j o h n p s twenty at vt.edu um, and I'm currently working on, on getting up a Twitter so if anybody's interested in following me on that uh, feel free to email me and I'll, I'll send you uh, my handle once it's ready alright sounds good alright thank you so much for the um, for the talk John uh, it was a really good uh, really good episode I really enjoyed uh, meeting you and talking about what you've worked on and I'm excited to follow along and see what you do in the future sounds good Brandon it's been a pleasure absolute yeah. pleasure Nice to meet you.